Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and today I want to talk about a new challenge I'm seeing many property investors and even first home buyers face and how you can overcome it. So let me begin by sharing a story about one of our members. Uh, he was looking to buy his first home and uh, he negotiated a price with the vendor of $770,000. Now he came up with that price because he knew that there was another bidder who was bidding, I think $760,000. So he outbid them by $10,000 and got the, got the property. He was happy with that. Yet when his bank valued the property, they returned a bank valuation of $740,000. So $30,000 less than what he paid for, for the property. And he was quite confused. He said like, Nero, how can the bank do this? I mean, I'm willing to pay $770. There was another buyer at $760. So how can the bank value the property at $740,000? Okay, and his next question was, should I move ahead with the property? And he was surprised when I said, yes, he should. He'd found this on, on his own and I thought the price he was paying was, was fair. But back to the valuations though, what we're seeing at the moment is more and more bank valuations are not matching the purchase price. So whether you buy a, a new property, whether you buy an, an, an older property, we're seeing often the bank will say that according to their valuation, the valuation is less than the, the purchase price. Okay, And that's happening more and more. Why? It's because right now in many areas around the, the country, prices are rising significantly. The property boom is continuing to just roll on and showing no signs of stopping anytime soon. And so as the market is moving steeply in many really good quality areas, these in fact the areas, in fact it's a better quality areas where we're seeing these bank valuations coming in less than the purchase price. And the reason is this, many valuers when they go out to value the, the property, their rules of operation are that they just need to find three to maybe six properties of a similar type that were sold within the last six months. Okay, so say we're in September as I'm recording this and the value decides to go and use property say back in May or, or, or June, uh, which is a few months ago, right? That's fine, but what if the market has moved 10% since then? Okay, so let's just say you're buying a, a property for $700,000, but it's, it's risen 10% last, last uh, three or four months. Guess what? If the valuer uses results as in similar sales from three or four months ago, as they're allowed to do, guess what? They're gonna return a bank valuation that's 10% below the purchase price or $630,000. So now, what do you do? Well, you've gotta come up with a way to, to handle the, the, the shortfall, okay? Now, in the past, when the market wasn't as strong as it is right now, many people, myself included, we would take the bank valuation back to the seller and say, look, you need to bring the price down, all right? now. Yes, because of the volumes that, that we do and our relationships with agents and, and everyone else, we do have better negotiating power than most. But still, 
the days of handing a valuation to a seller and saying the price that you know we were willing to pay and that you wanted us to pay is too high, you need to bring that price down, those days are over, right? Like in that situation that I mentioned earlier on with, with, our, with, our, with our client, he was willing to pay 770, the bank valuation came in at 740, so, but he can't go back to the vendor and say, bring your price down to 740 because there's at least one other buyer willing to pay, you know, 760 and maybe even 770 if, if given enough time, all right? So my point is this, you can't really rely on valuations. Let me give you another example. One of our members recently bought an investment property for $514,200, all right? And so what we did was we went and got multiple bank valuations to see what, what the result would be. Now, one bank came back and it was one of the big four with a valuation equal to the purchase price. All right, fantastic. But then we had another one of the big four return a valuation of $470,000 or over $40,000 below the purchase price. Okay, so the fact is then that when you're getting all these different valuations, it clearly isn't an exact science. All right, it just depends on the individual valuer and what sales they use. Now, why does this matter to, to you? Okay, because if you're looking to buy in a very strong market and where prices are rising, whether you're buying new or old these days, you almost need to expect that whatever price you pay, the valuation, you know, there's at least a 50% chance it's kind of coming below the purchase price. Okay, and so you need to, uh, to look for ways to, to ov overcome that. Maybe you need to put in more, more cash in, in, into the deal, for, for example. Now, yes, for our members, we do have many negotiating strategies that allow us to overcome this, this valuation, right? But shortfall rather, but you can't rely on the valuation to, to be uh, the determinant of what is fair market price, okay? Let me give you a, a third story. One of our members, in about December of, of last year, when the market had already started to move, he, we were looking for a property and the purchase price was 480, okay? He got a bank valuation on his own that came in about 460, so $20,000 shortfall. He thought that therefore the price was too high um, and that the, the, he, the vendor had to bring the price down. Of course, the vendor just laughed and said, no, I'm gonna sell it to someone else, and he did. And our client actually did move ahead. But he continued to watch prices and he came back to us six months later and he was stunned to see that prices in that particular suburb were now selling not for the 480 that he was looking at, similar properties were now selling for about $560,000 or you know, $80,000 higher. And his gripe was, well Nero, how come the bank and the valuer couldn't see that? How come they couldn't see with all their research and access to tools, how come they couldn't see the, the, future, the future growth? You know, he felt that he'd missed out on a great deal and, and he had, okay? And the reason he missed out was because of how valuations are being done, all right? So in his case, the valuer simply looked at sales from six months ago, used cheaper properties that are sold for less, even though they were of similar quality, it's just because the market had moved and therefore a valuation was less than the purchase price. All right, so the problem then is that if you can no longer rely on the bank valuation as a key determinant for the, what is fair market value, how do you know what the right price is to pay? Right? And this is where your due diligence really comes into it. You need to really either be knowing the suburb, doing the research really well, or getting some professional help uh, so that people can tell you, okay, if you're buying a four bedroom home for let's say $630,000, okay, 
what are similar properties selling for? What, are they, what have they sold for? Say in the last couple of months, okay? I wouldn't be going much further than two or three months because the market in many of these areas is moving so quickly that any data more than three months um, old is just outdated, okay? But you really need to know that you are paying the right price based on your own due diligence. You can't rely on a bank valuation any longer, especially in this current property boom. It's a, look, pro property and bank valuations have always been a little here, here and there, hit and miss, yes. But in this current property boom, I've never seen a situation where so many buyers are almost having to either miss out or pull out of, of deals because the bank valuation is coming less than the, per, the purchase price. So really do your due diligence, know that the price you're paying is, is fair, budget for a valuation shortfall, uh, so whether you can need to put in more money into the deal or whatever the case happens to be. And if you can do that, and then if you've done your further due diligence in terms of the capital growth potential of the area based on supply and demand, the rental returns, all the things I've talked about in, in the past, well then you can overcome this, this, this issue with, with confidence, you can move forwards, and you're not gonna miss out on some of the great opportunities that are out there. Hey, it's Nero here again and thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property, then head on over to nerocall.com. That's Nero, N-I-R-O, call, C-A-L-L.com. Head over to nerocall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, thanks again for listening.